Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. If you have your Bible, smartphones, or tablets, I would invite you to turn to that passage in uh, Revelation chapter 3. Hey, congratulations to Aaron and Miranda. Wave, Miranda. They were married this week. Um, That's awesome. It's just a small wedding this time, but they're hoping to have a bigger celebration next year at this time. So, uh, and uh, we want to bless them. Uh, And um, hey, uh, some people have asked about the chairs. They tell me this week. Uh, So, uh, yeah, we'll believe it when we see it. uh, But um, I'm a man of faith sometimes. Um, (laughs) But hopefully they they will arrive this week. Well, we have been working our way through the uh, churches of Revelation. We've been seeing with, that, that Jesus is, is actively judging his church. Uh, he knows the state of each church. He knows what they're doing right. He knows what their uh, challenges are. He knows what they're doing wrong. And then he speaks to each church, telling them what he sees. He says, here's what you need to know. And so here's what I want you to know. When Jesus speaks, he does so with the purpose of renewing and encouraging and strengthening his people to get them back on track or to help them stay on track with him. So you heard about the church of Sardis. It was just read to you. The, the, the prime uh, passage is 3.1. I know your deeds. You have the reputation of being alive. Yay, everybody around you looks Uh, looks at your church and says, yeah, look at them go. But you are dead. Ouch. Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard and hold fast and repent. Jesus is telling him what what he sees. Sardis, you look good on the outside. You have the reputation of being alive, but... When people, they hear you, they say, wow, that's a happening place. But you're not alive, you're dead. It's helpful to remember, though, the purposes of Jesus when he speaks, right? He is not into being harsh for the sake of being harsh. He is always trying to be redemptive. When Jesus speaks, he does so with the purpose of renewing and encouraging his people to get back on track and keep on track with him. I'm encouraged by that. Um, I'm also encouraged that you can see the results of Jesus' words here. Church history tells us that there was a man named Melito, who was born a generation after this was, was written. Uh, Melito grew up in the church in Sardis, eventually became the bishop of Sardis. Christianity was outlawed at the time, and Christians were actively being persecuted, but uh, Melito was, was writing letters to the emperor and saying, wait a second, you, you really need to investigate the charges that are made against Christians, because they're, they're not true. Those who came after Melito wrote of him as one who, in his whole life, was full of the Holy Spirit. In other words, 
A generation after Jesus writes this to the church, they're very much alive. Your whole life filled with the Holy Spirit. The words of Jesus had their intended effect. If in Melito's indication, Sardis went from being asleep to awake, dead to alive, uh, they became spiritually vital. They fanned into flame a hunger and a thirst for the real things of God. My prayer for us today is that, that we would be fully alive. That Jesus would fan into flame a desire to become fully his, deeply alive in him. So Jesus would say to you, to me, to everyone who listens, you has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Jesus says of Sardis, you have a reputation for being alive, but you're dead. Wake up. Well, what does a church that has a reputation of being alive look like? Well, I don't know all of what that would have entailed in the first century, but I do know what it looks like in the 21st century. If a church in Canada gets a reputation for being alive, then it's a growing church and it's getting bigger all the time, and they have this amazing worship, and, uh, and the, the church is, is demonstrative in how they worship, and it, it'll have great preaching, and the preacher could double as a comedian, but he uses his comedy to get his point across. And usually in our context, an alive church means that a church has programs for everyone. And not just programs for everyone, great programs for everyone. The great children's program, great youth program, great small group program, great men's program, great women's program, great addictions program, great visitation program. Amazing, amazing, amazing programs. And if you listen to churches talk about it, everything is exciting and great and, and wonderful. Usually, but here's the thing. Those things could be happening and the church be alive, or those church could be asleep, but have just some great leaders. If you have an amazing leader, those things can happen without a whole lot of help from God. Jesus kind of mixes his metaphors here. He, he says, you, you, you have a reputation for being alive, but you're dead. And then he says, wake up. Um, so you say, okay, well, you're asleep, really. So wake up, or wake up from the dead. Strengthen what remains. So what does a slumbering church look like? I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you are thinking, pastor, if you want to see a slumbering church... Just look around when you preach. <laughs> it's not what he's talking about here. Just telling you, okay? Um, church that's asleep, church that's awake, um, is a metaphor that's used in other places in the New Testament. First Peter 5, verse 8. Be alert and sober-minded. So awake, be alert, be awake. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. People who are awake 
are aware of the spiritual realities around them. And they take a, uh, appropriate action, whether it's prayer, or worship, or spiritual warfare, or just standing firm. They know the spiritual realities around them, and they stand firm. Those who are asleep are not aware of the schemes of the, the evil one, and not aware of the real, spiritual realities around them. The enemy is stalking them. They are unaware. What does an awake Christian look like? Paul, from an early hymn of the church, uh, says this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, uh, songs from the Spirit, singing and, and making music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. A church that is alive allows Christ to shine on them. They live well where they're planted. They're careful how they choose to live. They, they live as wise, not as unwise. They, they understand what the will of the Lord is. They make the most of every opportunity. They're not getting drunk and all that kind of stuff, but they are being filled with the Spirit. And that comes out in such ways where their heart is singing to the Lord, they're talking to each other about the Lord. Christian who is asleep miss the opportunities that are, that, that are around him or her. They live foolishly. They don't understand what God's will is for them. They live for themselves. Wake up, O sleeper. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 to 14. And do this understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because your salvation is nearer now than when you first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently and in the daytime, not in carousing drunkenness and sexual immorality, debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather... Clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, abide in him. Stay connected to him. Put away the darkness and live for him. So the people who are awake and alert are aware of the spiritual realities around them. They are careful to live wisely. They're making the most of every opportunity. They're filled with the Spirit, and, and that happens in praise in their own heart and how they speak to others. They close themselves with the Lord Jesus, put away the deeds of darkness. A church full of these kind of people is what makes a church alive. Whether or not they have a great programs or not, whether they have great preachers or not, whether they have great worship teams or not, these are the things that... that that help us come alive and stay alive. Um, 
when you have great programs, great preaching, great worship, bonus, that can be an encouragement, but it's not what makes the church alive. Where are you at in your spiritual journey? Are you fully alive? Are you alive but a little groggy? Or are you mostly comatose in your spiritual life? But you may be starting to notice it. Remember, Jesus says these things with a purpose. He wants you to get back on track, stay on track. He's calling the best out of us, right? So what do you do when you find yourself spiritually sleeping? How do you wake up? Verse 2, wake up, strengthen what remains, and is about to die. For I found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you received and heard, hold fast and repent. Jesus says, wake up. If you if you're, are weak, then work with what you have. Don't worry about what you don't have. Work with what you have. Strengthen what remains. It's kind of like gardening. Some of you are gardeners. Um, and you go to a plant and you see, oh, this plant doesn't look good. wonder what it needs. Maybe it needs more water or less water. Maybe it needs a fertilizer or sunlight. Or maybe you need to pick off the aphids from its petals. But you do what it needs. Strengthen what remains. There's an alive plant underneath there. It looks sick. But strengthen what remains. Your heart is like a garden. It needs tending. Strengthen what remains. Then he goes on to say, remember what you have seen and heard and hold fast to it. Remember what you have received and heard. What did you receive when you first became a Christian? Well, you receive the Spirit so that you can walk with Christ. You've heard how to connect to Christ through prayer. Tend your heart. Strengthen what remains. Then Jesus inserts this, this curious phrase. He says, I found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. It's like, you're called to do something. You started down that path, but... You haven't finished your journey there. Your deeds are unfinished. There's a calling on your life. There's a calling on your church, Sardis. And you're not there yet. So Jesus says, remember who you've received, what you've received and heard and hold fast and repent. When Jesus introduces himself to Sardis, he says, uh, I'm the one who holds the seven, seven spirits which is a reference to the Holy Spirit, the complete spirit. Now he says, remember what you've received. Remember what you've heard. Hold fast and repent. We talked a lot about repentance in this series, right? Because it just comes up a lot. Turn from where you're going, head back towards God. I've been thinking about Asbury. What is the reputation of Asbury? 
Well, right now I think we're known for three things. We have a good seniors ministry, teenagers, wonderful things happening there. People around town know about that. We have a great youth ministry. People around town are talking about that. And we have new front doors. Yay! (laughs) That's what we're known for, right? People know there's something happening here. Uh, What is our calling? Well, our calling is to disciple people to be like Jesus. And we're called to reach out into our town and our country, county with the, the good news about Jesus. And you people met and prayed and discerned these things even before I came. Um, and I'm in agreement with that mission. Discipling people to be like Jesus. Reaching our county for Jesus. And journeying with one another in community to help us walk with Jesus. Jesus says of the church of Sardis, you have fallen asleep. I don't think at Asbury we've fallen asleep. I think we're tired. Uh, last couple of years just made everybody tired, right? Jesus gets that. Jesus understands that. Stresses of life. Some of you tell me growing old is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah, makes you tired too. Um, but I do believe we're at a crossroads in our church. I think there's a number of people in our church who are deciding, am I going to do what God wants me to do and calls me to do within the life of Asbury, or am I going to do my own thing? I don't think we'll know where people are at until after Thanksgiving next year. Um... It'll show up in a number of ways, how people decide. It'll show up in how we volunteer and get on board different ministries. It'll show up in how we give. It'll show up in our prayer life together. It'll show up in our words of encouragement, whether we're building one another up or not. Each of us have a choice to make. Am I going to be fully alive, fully awake by the Spirit of God or not? Revelation 3, verse 4. Yet you have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. The the one who is victorious will like them be dressed in, in white. So notice victorious like them. Talking to the sleepers, right? The ones who are victorious like, like them. They'll be dressed in white. I'll never blot their name uh, of that person for the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He says to people of Sardis, there are some of you who haven't fallen asleep. There's some of you who are, are fully awake. They're walking with me. Notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say, oh, you who are fully awake, uh, separate yourself from the people who are sleeping. Just go someplace else. Leave them alone. Let them snore. You just go do your own thing. No, he doesn't say that. 
He says, walk with me, continue to be led by my spirit. Not going to die, they're going to have life both now and for eternity. Churches are a curious thing. We meet together, mostly physically, some of you are online, but you're connected in one way or another. And although we're in the same place, physically we are in different places spiritually. In Sardis you have the spiritually asleep and the spiritually alive sitting side by side. You have the spiritually dead and the spiritually slumbering, unaware of the spiritual realities around them, living foolish lives, not understanding what God will, will is. You have them sitting right beside people who are fully engaged with God. Sitting side by side. And the danger is this, is that the church has a reputation of being alive. So people look at us and say, awesome, look what a great job they're doing. Everything looks good. You look in, that's wonderful. So it's easy for the people who are sitting around chatting with each other side by side in the church to think, well, the church has a reputation for being alive. And I see some people who are just really spiritually alive. That must mean that I'm spiritually alive. Does not follow. Jesus says, it isn't the way it works. You have got to do your own interior work. Those who are alive can encourage you to abide in Christ, but only you can do that for yourself. Churches that are alive encourage people to walk fully into the relationship that Christ has for them. But it happens on an individual basis. It happens on a heart basis. It happens you know, as, as we deal with our own stuff before God. Community is a really important encourager. It helps us to stand firm. We walk together, but you can't do each other's heart work for uh, for your neighbor. Only you can do it for you. I want to see Asbury become fully alive. And we'll put the tools in your hands so you can do that. Teach you how to abide in Jesus. Teach you how to walk with him. It takes work, i got to tell you. It takes work. Not, it takes time. Yeah, not, it's not straightforward. But here's what I know. God is good, and he's inviting you into this awesome relationship with himself. He's inviting you to come and, 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 and just embrace him and, and just breathe of the Spirit. He's inviting you to, to hear from him, and you know what his will is, both for you and for the church as we walk together. I want to encourage you to engage in that. We've got a great, wonderful church here. A lot of good things happening. Number of you are spiritually alive. Doesn't mean that all of us are spiritually alive. And I can't look around here and say, oh, there's one, there's one. That, no, that's, that's not for me to judge. Judge your own hearts. Be sober minded. Understand where you're at. And if you're asleep, wake up, strengthen what remains. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let's pray.
So, Lord, we commit these things to you, saying, Lord, that you are so good. You died for us that we might have life. Help us not to squander these opportunities. I pray that you would come and for whoever is hearing this resonate with their heart and saying, yeah, I think I'm slumbering. Lord, your promises as they draw near to you, you will draw near to them. Help them to do the hard work they need to be fully alive in you. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.